You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as Clark Griswold. This guy next to me, he's the vice mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Thunderstick, uh, and I call him Russ. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I think I know what movie we're going to make you watch, that's for sure. But of course... Uh, <laughs> This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, we are so glad to have you guys here. Welcome on in. Uh, Leah is screaming at Jesse already uh, for not knowing. That can't be good. If if Leah is screaming at me for not having yeah. seen something, it, it's usually yeah. pretty egregious. So yeah. that's yeah. not a good sign. <laughs> that's very true. But we have a lot to talk about, of course. Uh, there's uh, a lot to talk about when it comes to the rumor circulating around the Arizona Diamondbacks and what they might end up doing Jesse this offseason our friend my friend I don't know about you I don't know how close you guys are I know how close we are but uh Gambo aka John Gambadoro uh he reported that the D-backs are zeroing in on some bullpen pieces uh possibly before the winter meetings and he said think younger when given a list of veterans so he was saying yeah. that the veterans that were offered up to him as potential uh potential targets for the diamondbacks were potentially too old which makes sense they've already targeted some vets it didn't work out for them last season i could definitely see mike hazen pivot pivoting and going in a direction of some of some younger names well i i have to start by saying this is the one-year anniversary of the diamondbacks signing the one and only Mark Melanson. Why would you do that? Why would you um, do that? To a oh, two-year Jesse. contract. That was a year ago today. Uh, and if Jesse any of you, if any of you are trying to make the case <laughs> that you are not overjoyed oh. that the Diamondbacks have landed Mark Melanson, I do not believe you. Um, because I was also among those people who thought it was about oh, as good a move oh, yeah. as they possibly could have made oh. at the time. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll get into a little bit more of what was going on a year ago today because there's a whole lot more there to talk about later in the show but as far as the diamondbacks bullpen candidates go it was interesting um that yeah gambo basically responded to this tweet that was put out at him with some some different possible names um most of the names there uh, like you alluded to were you know above the age of 35 roughly although andrew chafin was also on the list um he's 32 so it's not like everyone was Mark Melanson's age or anything, but suffice it to say, there were some older guys on the list. Gambo did come back 
and reply to that tweet and say, think younger and take all of those guys off of your list. Um, we love how Gambo is always, um, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't shy away from, from having a very strong opinion one way or yes. the other, um, yes. which is fair. I mean, he's going based off of what his sources are telling him. So um, there's certainly nothing wrong with that, but it seems like, when trying to figure out who the Diamondbacks might be interested in uh, as far as their bullpen goes, it seems like we should be setting our sights maybe a little bit younger um, than we have in the past. And uh, we have a few names here that we can run down. Yes, there are a couple of names that Jesse and I kind of came up with in regards to um, who are free agent. Uh, they they cross over in that Venn diagram of free agent and young. Uh, Carlo uh, Carlos Estevez, Michael Fulmer, Matt Strom, Alex Reyes, and once again, uh, Black Friday deal, Trevor Williams. <laughs> yeah, guys. this is these are, these are guys that are these are guys that are just like a little bit younger, right? Um, so I think Carlos Estevez, I want to say, is thirty, maybe twenty nine, twenty nine or thirty. Um, Trevor Williams is thirty. Alex Reyes is a little bit younger. Um, he was just uh, non tendered by the St. Louis Cardinals, so he's maybe something of a buy low candidate right now. Uh, but yeah, I basically just made a list of some of the guys who are out there who are on on the younger side. Maybe they haven't turned 30 yet or maybe they just turned 30. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm kind of trying to get at with some of these names. Again, um, the Diamondbacks don't have confirmed interest in any of these names as far as we know. So we're still kind of in that stage of speculating, uh, kind of trying to take what Gambo said and figure out what it might mean with some actual guys that are out there in the market. I do think Carlos Estevez is interesting, though. Um, just the fact that he averaged 97.5 with his four seamer last year with the Colorado Rockies, the fact that he had a pretty good season for them overall. Um, it's not easy to have, you know, like a mid three ERA pitching half of your games in that ballpark. So I know the numbers for Carlos Estevez haven't always looked that good necessarily. If you look at his career on the whole, uh, but there's not that many guys out there you know, that throw 97, 98 miles an hour with consistency that would be in the Diamondbacks price range. Um, so I think uh, I think Carlos Estevez out of all of these names is the one that probably stands out to me the most. Uh, we got some comments. Michael in the comments says Trevor Williams would be another ASU deed back. They have a couple of those. Uh, Brian Abdallah says anything is better at this point, in my opinion. Uh, and Josh Hunt says, love you guys. Go Spain. I think that means he's not watching us. I think that's what, is that what that means? <laughs> I think that means that we're, uh, like, we're muted. Right. We're muted yeah. in the background right now. <laughs> fine. I'm fine with it. I'm okay with that. Uh, Gambo also mentioned that the D-backs may search the international market uh, and that uh, for starting pitcher and specifically referred to Tomoyuki Sugano. I think I'm saying that right out of Japan <laughs> as a possibility, but who knows? I'll probably butchering it uh and that you know of course again international signings aren't off the table right now for the d-backs so far it's 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 had its advantages it's worked at times and i mean i don't know if you can call merrill kelly an international signing but considering they brought him over from korea i i you know i i would say that's right up there with scouting other markets besides just here in the states right yeah, it's interesting that that he was talking specifically about starting pitchers. How the D-backs might be looking for a starting pitcher on the international market. That's not necessarily something that I saw coming. Um, yeah, the name that he mentioned, Tomoyuki Sugano, which 
Yeah, I'm probably butchering that worse nah, than you nah. did. And Brian was with us. He said that that sounded right. So, okay, we're getting Okay, plays. all right. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sugano is uh, is an interesting guy who's out there. If you look at his numbers over the last couple of years um, in Japan, they're pretty impressive. Um, he is uh, 33 years old. He just turned 33 in October. Uh, his numbers this past year uh, in 2022, he had a 312 ERA, um, I guess a 3.32 ERA. He had he had some innings at a couple of different places. A 3.32 ERA altogether in 149 innings. Uh, not a lot of strikeouts, only 105, but also very few walks as well. He yep. had uh, 28 um, throughout the entire season, which is a really low number for 149 innings. Um, he's a guy who I, I looked back, and over the last couple of years, there's been uh, some questions surrounding him and whether or not he would be posted over the last two off seasons. So this has kind of been a long time coming. Um, so yeah, it's not a name that we've really heard much of anything about in in just Major League Baseball rumors at large. No one else has really talked about him. Um, but it does seem like the D-backs could use a guy who could give them some stability in the starting rotation. Um, seems non-ideal that he's right-handed. I think the Diamondbacks would maybe prefer a lefty, but uh, you're not necessarily going to find that easily on the international market. So we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens here. Uh, Brian in the comments says, last, last time they went to this well, we got Yoshi out of it, which was nice. I like Toronto. Toronto was uh, a, yeah. a fine bullpen addition. Uh, yeah. And of course, I like the fact that the Diamondbacks, I know I wasn't on yesterday's show, but that the Diamondbacks seem to be all in on perhaps some of these bigger free agent names that we didn't think that they would be tempted to spend the money on or go after at this point to be honest do you want to give I'm, do you want to give us your uh, xander bogart's take real quick derek i i i have a hard time believing it that's my personal <laughs> opinion i mean i'm that's not fair. trying i i feel like the diamondbacks uh aren't it's it's uh, it's almost it's almost right in that realm of them doing something you know big making a big free agent splash when they think this team is close to being ready but I just don't know if this team is actually as close to being ready as as they think it is. I mean, they they could see the projections and be getting excited about that. It was something we joked about them being tempted by. But when you start seeing multiple projections for your team to be a plus 500 team the way it is now without any yeah. additions, it, it has to be a, a, a temptation to go out there and add two or three big free agent names. I just don't know if the Diamondbacks are going to do that. So if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to make this team substantially better and swing for the fences right now, then I don't see the point in just going after one when this team is so good right now. And I feel like Xander Bogarts is going to cost you a lot of money more than the Diamondbacks really want to spend. So again, yeah. it's, it's putting all of your eggs in that basket versus maybe spreading it around a little bit more and going after maybe some you know, some of these bullpen free agents that really, really was your big problem last year. The team didn't have an issue generating offense or they really didn't have that many issues with starting pitching. To be honest, the issue with starting pitching, it mostly lies at Madison Bumgarner, and that's not really going to change next season. I don't see them putting him anywhere else besides the starting rotation. So like that's still going to be a liability once every five games. And you're also, you know, still have, you know, some question marks, but you have some, honestly, some uh, very, very talented guys that are young guys that are still unproven at the back end of that rotation that could very easily be the answer to 
their starting rotation woes that they had last season. I, I like yeah. the way that this team is constructed. I don't really think that they need to go out there and spend that much money just on one particular free agent. But sure, I, I, if they're going to do it, they have so so much of a gap between them and their competition in the NL West. So they're you know they're going to have to start spending really if they want to hang with some of these teams. Even the Colorado Rockies have a substantially higher payroll than the Diamondbacks do. They're just not really doing much with it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's also the positional um, issues that we talked about yesterday. Like, wait, doesn't Bogarts play shortstop? And uh, it sounds like he wants to stay there. And isn't Jordan Lawler like less than a year away? Uh, right. There's a lot of sort of conflicting things happening there. Right. And right. yeah, I, I still just to kind of reiterate and, and build off of what I said yesterday, the more I think about it, it just doesn't seem like Xander Bogarts at, you know, six years, 160, 170 million, whatever it winds up being. I don't, I don't know if I believe that Xander Bogarts will age that well. I mean, he, he broke into the league at 20. He's already in his, he's finishing up his just finished up. I should say his 10th season in the big leagues. I think you're at this point, you're kind of paying him for what he has been not really for the player that he will be, which is sort of always how free agency works. But when you're signing a guy to like a six or seven year deal, you're really going to feel that, uh, especially in those latter years. And I just, I I don't think that there might be a guy out there where that is an investment the Diamondbacks should make, but I'm just not really sure that Xander Bogarts is really that guy. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I, I don't really think that investing in your future when your future is Jordan Lawler at, at that position is, is worth it. Right. Uh, especially yeah. considering you could get not only an equivalent performance potentially from Lawler, but he could end up being a better player than, than Xander Bogarts. That's, I mean, he was once or still is a very highly touted prospect and could fulfill that. He could end up being that. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that that's the move. I, I'm, I'm still surprised that that is something that the diamondbacks are linked to instead of, you know, Justin Verlander or somebody of, uh, you know, like that again, starting pitching. I still understand them pursuing that. And I yeah. still understand the D backs, you know, wanting to pursue somebody that has worked with Brent Strom before somebody that has uh, a very high pedigree as far as pitching goes. Verlander to me just fits the mold for the kind of guy that diamondbacks would pursue. And I know I've said that jokingly, but he really does fit the mold of the kind of guy the diamondbacks would pay at this point in his career of ridiculous amount of money to come over here and not be as good as he once was, which is the story with the last two guys, essentially that the diamondbacks went after like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't heard any Justin Verlander rumors just yet. No, I don't necessarily all. expect to. So maybe, uh, with, maybe we should tap the brakes there. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And for his asking price, I'm very, very, glad to to hear that the diamondbacks are not attached to, to <laughs> verlander in any way uh but yeah brian abdallah has the best point if he brings kate, us kate up did i mean it might be worth the money anyway gabriel, uh, gabriel some... i have to acknowledge gabriel's comment he said i think mike hazen accidentally butt dialed <laughs> yeah. xander pocart's yeah. agent <laughs> that's a that's a very valid uh that's a very valid point and i think it's probably the case but <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'll tell you something else that's worth the money. 
getting yourself a PHNX diehards membership. Join us over here. We're all about the three C's. The state's all about what? Five C's? I don't remember, Jesse. I'm, it's been a long time since I was in school. But uh, three C's over here. Culture, community, and content. We're giving you a free PHNX shirt or hat every year. 20% off every merchandise order at the PHNX Locker. Exclusive merchandise for diehards only. That membership card and a sticker pack to prove you're a diehard. As well as diehard only offers from our partners. 20% off tailgates and takeovers for every team in town. Of course, the diehards only discord lounge discord lounge which is the best place to be a arizona sports fan and our diehards only newsletter from phnx beat writers like our very own jesse friedman jesse what do you got cooking we have we have a newsletter coming this afternoon and i can i'll I'll actually since we're so close i'll go ahead and actually tell people what it's about um i'm basically looking into the rule changes for 2023 specifically bigger bases and the fact that there is now a limit on how many um disengagements officially they're called it's basically how many step-offs or pickoff attempts a pitcher can have uh during a given plate appearance and those two things put together derek i think will jumpstart the running game not just across baseball but specifically for the arizona diamondbacks who have a number of players who i think are well equipped to benefit from those things so um if you want to read more about uh some things with regard to the diamondbacks base running and how good they've been at base running over the last few years and how much better it could possibly be next year uh that'll be up later today bigger bases harder to cover right harder to Hard to tag someone out when they're sliding in with that speed that the Diamondbacks have on the base path. So that's fantastic. Of course, if you're watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here and spending your lunch with us. Make sure to subscribe to this channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, And also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us. We loved to see so many of you guys. having us in your Spotify year wrap-ups or whatever. I don't know what those things. I'm not familiar with these apps. I use the Apple Music thing, but we're so glad that you guys uh, have enjoyed it and been listening. Of course, make sure to leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and have that feedback. Uh, and also, uh, it's Cyber Week over at More Furniture. So if you haven't had a chance to do so, save yourself up to 50% over at morefurniture.com. Uh, and of course, Make sure that you let them know that I don't beat up my chair anymore. Look, I put the bat away earlier, so maybe you guys can put in a good word for me over at More Furniture. Uh, Jesse, we have a guy to talk about. We have some grades to give out. It is time for us to grade Christian Walker's 2022 season. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one. Christian Walker had a really good year, and he's just, I don't know, he's kind of become a darling here in Arizona. I I think there was was a time when people were kind of wondering, like, okay, Christian Walker was really good, um, you know, right after the D-backs traded Goldschmidt, and then maybe he kind of, you know, fell back to earth a little bit. Maybe he isn't quite the player that we thought, and then he just had the year that he just had, and now we're all ready to, to gush about Christian Walker again. Uh, Gary Walden says that I look like Zach Davies, he does. which is interesting. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've never heard that before. I think that's, that's a, a compliment. One. I think that's a compliment, uh, right? You're yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're much, <laughs> you're much kinder uh, than Zach Davies. We'll just say that based on allegations and things we've heard. But anyway, uh, Christian Walker though, just an outstanding first baseman uh, for the Arizona diamondbacks quietly. Uh, puts up some uh, amazing numbers. It's kind of like when we brought up all season long, you know, his uh, uh, just his defensive numbers. Obviously, his offensive numbers 
grew as the season went on. His power yeah. was there all season, but his consistency at the plate grew. And uh, but defensively, he was just amazing all season long and and head head and shoulders above other first basemen. Yeah. So, I mean, this is since 2019 um, looking at outs above average, which is StatCast primary defense statistic. And we've talked about this before, but I have to bring this up because it's so insane. Since 2019, Christian Walker is a plus 33 and outs above average, which is an enormous number for a first baseman. The next two guys on the leaderboard are Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Olson, who are at plus 11 and plus 12, respectively. Christian Walker's at plus 33. He's literally triple the next two guys on the list. It's it's insane how good of a defender he's become, yeah. especially for a guy who wasn't even... Like, I don't remember talking about Christian Walker's defense back in, like, 2018, 2019, when he was, you know, first coming up and he had a, a long, winding road to get to the big leagues. Everyone was talking about the power. Nobody was talking about how Christian Walker was about to lap the competition defensively over the next three years. One thing I remember at that time for Christian Walker was living in the shadow of Paul Goldschmidt, right? Uh, yeah. There was, at, at the time, there was more focus on just comparing his numbers in general to what Goldschmidt was doing and having a sense of satisfaction that this guy that we were paying, you know, the league minimum or whatever he was getting paid at the time, right? Uh, versus the guy that wanted this big payday, it looked to be a good deal. But I think it's also ways to compensate or to to deal with Paul Goldschmidt leaving. Goldie was such a hero here. He was such uh, the the reluctant face of the team, and his you know losing him left a big hole for for people here. I really think that Christian Walker did an incredible job of, of filling that Goldschmidt shaped hole in our hearts because he has been so good. Of course, it makes it worse that Paul Goldschmidt continues to be one of the first best first basemen in baseball. Now currently uh, MVP, all of that. Right. But we still have a guy who's quietly putting up some fantastic numbers here. So uh, as, as you said, outside of Paul Goldschmidt, maybe a guy named Freddie Freeman, are there any other first baseman you'd rather have at this point in the league? Just looking at yeah. some of the other guys that are that are out there that are considered, you know, the the top guys. Like there are some great names out there, but I don't know if I would necessarily feel a need to replace Christian Walker with any of these guys. Yeah, like I I think the the names that would come up for people first are probably Pete Alonzo for yep, the Mets, the polar bear, who is. For sure who is an outstanding player. The fact that Christian Walker is such an incredibly good defender, I think makes up for the fact that uh, offensively, I think most people would probably take uh, Pete Alonzo between the two. Uh, Matt Olson is a very good player. I don't think he was as valuable as Christian Walker this last year, especially once again, taking into account the defense. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is is the other name that I think a lot of people would have probably head and shoulders above Christian Walker. That, that's um, just fun. Which, that's just fun. <laughs> yeah, which, which is I mean, it's it's just crazy to me that like this last year, if you look at the numbers, Christian Walker was a way more valuable first baseman than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Um, and I know I think Vlad has some, you know, some better years ahead of him. It, obviously, the future there is extremely bright and you're not going to bet against that guy. But but I don't know, like 
would you rather have Anthony Rizzo? Like, I, I don't think so. Not at this point of his career, right? Um, would you rather, rather have Reese Hoskins from the Phillies? I, I probably not. Like, the offense is kind of similar, and, and the defense just makes it so that Christian Walker is just so much more valuable than other guys who might be sort of neck and neck with him offensively. The Clutch Canuck in the comments says, what's very encouraging about last year was Walker's health. I think fans underestimate how important he is long-term. That's absolutely the truth. This man took a 96-mile-per-hour fastball off the helmet and just shook it off and had a black eye and wanted to come out and still play. Had to go into concussion protocol to make sure he didn't have a concussion. But, man, this guy is uh, tough, and we've seen him – be a little injured uh, i think uh in in some past seasons but uh 2022 he had an he had an outstanding season when it came to durability and actually that is one of our categories on our report cards for the 2022 season for christian walker jesse you want to go first i'll go first let's do it Uh, so here is my christian walker report card for his 2022 season um Some of these may come as a surprise. I imagine most of them are maybe what people would expect. So I have a hit at C plus this year was kind of an interesting journey for Christian Walker in that. Remember Derek, when he was hitting like a buck 97 for like the first two months of the year and, and everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like Christian Walker can't hit worth a darn. And then as the year went on, you know, you kind of saw things correct. He winds up, you know, hitting around 240, 242 was his end of year batting average, which is really remarkable considering how low his batting average was through the first couple months of the year. Um, I have an A minus for power, uh, 36 homers. I mean, that's pretty good. I think I think it's possible that Christian Walker at his peak could do even better than that. Uh, maybe he gets some more doubles in there as well at some point. But by and large, it was a really successful year for him um, offensively in terms of power. Um, as far as a base runner, this isn't really an important tool. Uh, for Christian Walker, I'm giving him a C here. Uh, he is, I think, in general, a, a smart base runner, you know, in terms of taking the next base when he can and whatnot. Um, he's not particularly fast necessarily, although he's around league average in terms of sprint speed, which has some value for a first baseman. Uh, field goes without saying a plus there can't go with anything else. If I could add an extra plus, I would. Um, durability, I have an A for the reasons that you mentioned earlier. And then dogging him, I'm giving him a B plus which in some ways I feel like comes across as an insult, but I really don't intend it that way. Um, I think Christian Walker has, has plenty of dog in him. And, uh, and you know, once, once he kind of uh, got past the, uh, the BABIP gods uh, early in the year where his batting average on balls in play earlier in the year was just uh, so abysmal for a while. Once he got past that, he had uh, what was really an outstanding season when all is said and done. Well, Jesse, uh, yesterday was a tough day for me because it was my father's funeral, but it was made better by the fact that my nephew uh, came up to me, gave me a hug, and he handed me a small bottle of tequila. Now, as promised, (laughs) I'm going to take this shot of tequila on today's show, Uh, and the reason why I'm doing it at this point is not only in honor of Christian Walker's tiny bar in the clubhouse, (laughs) I very much enjoyed all season long, uh, but I'm also taking this shot in honor of how close our two report cards are. Uh, so Leah, would you okay. line up? Because as you see here, we ranked him very similarly. Uh, wow. C plus in hit, 
A plus, obviously, in power. I gave him a lot of A's right down the line. Running, yeah, C minus. He uh, not not extremely fast, and uh, he's kind of slowed down over the years. Maybe he just didn't need it as much this year because uh, maybe 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 his home run trot was factored in to his sprint speed. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> like you said, fielding, I would give him three three more pluses if I could. Uh, durability, the man got hit with a baseball and wanted to play uh, the next day or like the same game or something. He's a crazy person and I love him for it. And that's also why I'm giving him A- minus for the dog in him. He stays calm and, and collect, but I mean, I rarely see Christian Walker leave the batting box uh, after batter's box after he struck out without having some words for somebody. I don't know if they're for the umpire. I don't know if they're for the catcher. Probably for like for himself. Maybe for himself. Even. Maybe for himself yeah. Right. He, yeah, I think but... Christian Walker holds himself to a very, very high standard. He really and, does. and I mean, all major league really players, does. I think probably do. I mean, that's why they're at the level that they are, but uh, but yeah, if you see Christian Walker talking on the field, uh, I, I'm going to bet it's probably just him, you know, maybe not measuring up to his own expectations for himself, which he holds himself to a really high standard. So that's hard to do. All right. I'm going to do this shot. It's going to be, um, oof, let's go. <laughs> hmm. Ah, it's Patron, so it's not bad. All right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> hmm. Hey, gotta wash it down with some four peaks. Is that what I yeah, got? Some, got, some, got, got some four peaks going on to wash it down. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, Ben in the comments asked which D backs player ranks highest for dogging him. And I know it's not, I know it's not Mailbag Monday, but Ben, uh, no, I didn't have a lime. Sorry, I was, yeah, you kind of have to. I, I'm no, this I'm, was handed I'm to me far a, from a tequila aficionado, but you, you're kind of supposed to have the lime, yeah, no? Yeah, you're right about that. I'm part of it. Um, I want to back up and Ben says, which D-backs player ranks highest for dog in him? And that answer is Josh Rojas. Is there any, is there any doubt? I I think, uh, I think I'm on board with that. I yeah. think I'm on board with that. I mean, we've already given out like, like, didn't we give Zach Gallon an A plus and we yeah. probably gave Merrill Kelly like an A or an A plus yeah. already. So yeah, I don't think, I, mean, I don't think hard. we can come out and give like anyone a D and dog in him. I just, I don't think it's that kind of a category. It just doesn't Mark Melanson doesn't that way. Mark Melanson. <laughs> Mark Melanson, Jesse. That's we're not that's... grading the man. We're grading his 2022 <laughs> season and he gets a fucking D. Let me tell you. Anyway, uh, before we move on to our, uh, wait, do we have overall grades or was that it? Do we, is that it Leah? Oh, okay. Yeah, we oh. do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we can we can talk we can talk about our overall grades. Yeah, I think no, is yeah, what is alluding to. Well, I, um, I I gave him an A. I mean, I there was no there was I, like obviously early on he struggled like a student in school, right? You want to see improvement. You want to see somebody try harder, pick up the slack, even if they had F's early on. Sometimes you might even give them that extra that extra boost because you see him trying so hard and whatever, right? But Christian Walker defensively, you can't argue with him having an A plus season through and through and offensively it wasn't like you can't you can't be really mad about his lack of hitting you know consistency when he had the power he did but once yeah. both of those were kind of online late in the season I, I i couldn't help but give him you know the the grade for his overall performance and uh and ben said plus he had covid and came back which is difficult so like yeah there is a, a lot of that going on and i i think that I don't know. He was just one of the guys that doesn't really get uh, doesn't get the 
credit he deserves. Maybe he doesn't get like the the flowers he deserves because he's in a market like Arizona. I feel like if he was yeah. in some place like New York or, or one of the bigger markets that he would probably be a name that a lot of people discuss more as being one of the, the top first basemen in the league. Yeah. Oh, I think there's no, there's no question. I'm going to go slightly harsher. I have an a minus for Christian Walker on the season. Um, mostly I mostly just because he hit 242. And that is something we've seen Christian Walker in years past have a higher batting average than that. And I really think he can. Um, and, and again, part of that is just because of how unlucky he was earlier, early in the season. It seemed like every, you know, every hard line drive was right at a defender every single time for him yeah, for a couple yeah. months there. Um, so, yeah, like his expected stats were still quite a bit better than his actual stats at the end of the year. So I think there's a, another level for him to reach. Um, and, and that's crazy to say, because something we haven't said yet is that if you look at fan graphs, wins above replacement, it's Paul Goldschmidt, it's Freddie Freeman, and then it's Christian Walker. He graded out as the third most valuable first baseman in all of baseball this year. And I'm going to go out on a limb, Derek. And to answer our question that we posed in the headline today, is Christian Walker baseball's most underrated first baseman? I think the answer is honestly an easy yes. Like he graded out as the third best guy in all of baseball. Obviously, everyone knows who Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt are at this point. Um, and, but people still don't know who Christian Walker is like Anthony Rizzo is way more recognizable at this point in his career, which is understandable given what he did uh, with the Cubs. But all those names that we mentioned earlier, I think, get more name credit than Christian Walker, even though Christian Walker uh, was was really just a, a better player at the end of the day in 2022. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I agree with you 100 uh, percent. And of course, shout out to the official chaser of that shot for Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, Of course, we've told you guys that this is where our official World Cup parties are at. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances this Saturday. We're looking forward to cheering on Team USA. If you aren't able to make it, have a toast to the red, white, and blue with a Four Peaks that you pick up wherever you get your beers. But of course, give the gift of beer this holiday season. Four Peaks still has limited supplies of their December advent calendar box, Jesse. I get a beer every single day. It's just like this show. Uh, for $55, enjoy specialty beers, tall boys, and more. Purchase at their 8th Street pub in Tempe. Of course, uh, come on out for our watch parties. They have been an absolute blast. It's madness out there. If you want, I know, I know how it is. Sometimes with things you like or things you're into, your friends might be not into, your co-host might not like soccer, uh, and then you don't know who to hang out with. Come hang out with us at the 8th Street Pub. It's the best place to be. Of course, as always, make sure to uh, be 21 or over to consume their wonderful beers and enjoy responsibly. Uh, And also, Jesse, uh, I want to give a shout out to our friends at OG's uh, because OG's has been keeping me sane during this time of basically being locked up in my house a lot. Uh, I haven't been feeling well. You haven't been feeling well. We're staying away from each other so we don't get each other sick or anybody else sick. Leah's uh, Leah's, Leah's away. We're all away. We're all staying, trying to stay as healthy as possible. But of course, uh, for me personally, OG's is making it fun. Uh, they make everything better and they're all about flavoring life with their wonderful variety of flavors and doses and strains that you can find. Uh, get them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly and honestly jesse 
I'm ready to give out. I know, again, I know it's not the season. I know it's not time to actually give out performance grades or anything, but I'm ready to give out the OG's performance to forget. Let's go. I'm, it's OG's performance to forget time, and I'm ready to forget these freezing cold takes, Jesse. I'm giving the performance to forget to these freezing cold takes from last offseason. Last offseason was awful. One year ago today, uh, the MLB hot stove was absolute madness, of course, because the beginning of the lockout was a year ago tomorrow, which yeah. I don't know. Well, really, I mean, it was it was at like it was at like 12.01 a.m. Uh, yes. Eastern time on yes. December 2nd. So it was really like 10 o'clock, like basically 10 o'clock tonight was uh it will be officially the one year anniversary of the beginning of the lockout and that lockout derek lasted for 99 days oh, i know uh what, what was what was my date i think i had like Jan- january like 31st or oh, something yeah. was the day yeah, the yeah. lockout was yeah. gonna end and, and then i i gave boy valentine's was i dead day. wrong i, I gave okay. valentine's day i thought that that usually valentine's day is when kitcher pet pitchers and catchers report around valentine's day i thought it would be right. a nice move uh, for them to like lock this up before they could you know go spend time with your significant other enjoy the valentine's day right no no they're not lovers jesse mlb is fighting <laughs> and we found that out what's your fondest memory did you do, you do you remember how naive we were at the beginning of the lockout i wish we had i, I wish we had uh the recording of 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 how 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 innocent we were and how we thought that this was yeah gonna be done in no time because of course there was going to be that forced pressure about the you know lockout impacting the season and apparently they really didn't mind doing that but just a little bit right it's like just it's like when you want someone to move and you're threatening to hit them with your car but you don't really hit them with your car but you kind of like bump them a little bit like that's the mlb and the players association they bumped they bumped the season uh, being impacted, but they didn't quite smash into it and cause any damage because obviously we still got a season. Uh, but looking back on what was written and what was said at that time, uh, nobody knew that lockout was going to be that long. So of course there was articles written about the deals that were going to be done, especially right there in the uh, in that in that period of time right before the lockout. Uh, Chris in the comment says, note, avoid Derek in parking lots. No, there's not. Look, it was, it was a metaphor. I do not actually. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, Jesse, <laughs> some of these were kind of funny looking back on what happened. Uh, these were some, uh, articles that were put together where multiple analysts gave their takes on where they thought some of the big name free agents were going to go. And I think every single one of them were wrong just about uh a lot of people had carlos correa going on a 10-year deal to the detroit tigers that seemed to be the popular (laughs) that seemed to be the popular bet back then (laughs) try try a one-year deal to the twins (laughs) (laughs) nice try uh everybody had Corey seager going to the yankees for 10 years i remember that being a, a popular a popular yes. connection Seager to the Yankees. And then of course he went to the Texas Rangers. So those people were also yes. like, yeah, still, still somewhat inexplicably. <laughs> none, none of us really fully understand what yeah. was going on there yet, but uh, uh, eh, maybe lot. the Texas Rangers get a little bit better next year. We'll see. Maybe uh, Marcus Simeon, six years to either of the LA teams or Boston. 
interesting interesting kevin, kevin gaussman six years uh san francisco giants chris bryant six years seattle mariners freddie freeman six years staying with the braves obviously none of those things happen uh it was kind of hard to find any like predictions that actually came true the only ones i found typically <laughs> were people that predicted that someone that re-signed with their same team was going to do that and aside from those uh no there were not a lot of there were not a lot of correct takes out there jesse so uh, that's why <laughs> the clutch uh the clutch canuck says trevor ploof predicting white Sox over brewers in <laughs> the... yikes i did not know that uh trevor Plouffe... i don't know where you i mean i guess the the white Sox were predicted to be like one of the rising teams coming into 2022 sure. so i guess yeah. i can see that but the milwaukee brewers coming out of the national league i that's a pretty bold uh that's a pretty bold take i don't know uh i don't know where where you would possibly be led to that conclusion in the national league there are a lot of very very good teams baseball is wild because it really is one of the only sports where that actually at the beginning of the season sounded probably reasonable versus now after the season how unreasonable it sounds uh baseball really is the only sport that at times when you look at the world series you kind of find yourself going how the fuck did this happen right like you know there the there were favorites that season you remember them being good uh and then that's not at all who ended up winning the the championship or even being there at the end so yeah. I guess baseball is kind of fun like that. I mean, football, you can you have a good idea of who's going to be good in football. There are factors there, injuries being a major one, uh, but that's in any sport, right? Any any sport can be impacted by injuries. I really feel like baseball, though, it's the only one that you really find yourself kind of scratching your head at what end up happening after the season versus uh, where, your, where your thoughts were at the beginning. But, of course, before we let you guys go, I got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. Um, I know, I know it's that time and I'm sorry, but I can't help Jesse. Don't, don't but... any of you listen, don't, whatever <laughs> the bet is, just, just say no, <laughs> just, just smash the Buffalo bills button over the new England Patriots. That's what I want you to do. I don't care in what way I don't care in what capacity I know, uh, Josh Allen, uh, is still probably not right with his arms. So I wouldn't go too high on passing yards or any other uh, those legs that you might want to add to your same game parlay. But uh, yeah, man, I can't see the Buffalo Bills right now. They're a three and a half point favorite. I can't see them not covering that. So go put all your money on the Buffalo Bills. Don't listen to Jesse telling you don't listen to me. <laughs> go with it. Download the app now. Use our code of PHNX if you've never done this before. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Do that on the Suns, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Brian of Dallas says, I might get smashed by other bills if I do this. Um, yeah, well, I know. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but hey, trying to trying to make you money here, guys. I'll, I'll put I'll put I'll put my money on this one. That way, I can maybe back it up. But of course, uh, we thank you guys for spending your lunch with us. We thank you guys so far for sta- stopping by. Uh, the Clutch Canuck in the comments said the Guardians really surprised me. I don't know. Yeah. Do you mean that from the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, or are you talking about from the perspective of the team? 
just for clarification the Gu- guardians of the galaxy holiday special is delightful go watch that but anyway i don't uh, think you would refer to that as the guardians i think you would be a little bit more specific uh, if you're I talking do. about the holiday special <laughs> that's not, that's what i call them they're the guardians Jesse. But, uh, speaking of which i am giving you your next movie assignment now i know next oh. week you are going to be away you are flying away uh to san diego uh and you are going there to cover the winter meeting so uh when you come back from that trip uh i want your review of national lampoon's christmas vacation that will be the next jesse hasn't seen it movie uh, but that's not a baseball movie is it, it? doesn't matter no we're not just doing ah. we did shawshank redemption did they play well i guess they did they play baseball in shawshank redemption I think they play baseball in the yard uh, maybe, at one point. Maybe, maybe in the they background. Do. Maybe anyway, do. it doesn't matter. You got to go watch it. Go watch it. Give us your thoughts. Can't wait to hear it because that's what this hat and this shirt. And it's all from. It's December 1st. It's Christmas time. I'm excited. I guess uh, we can. That makes sense. Like we're doing baseball movies. But now that it's December, we do a few Christmas related movies. Go. And then there maybe we, we shift back to baseball in January. I'm on oh, board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got uh, Leah says they played catch in Shawshank. Yes, they do. They do play catch. So, yep, that qualifies. Right. Uh, I don't know. Do they hit something? Leah says Christmas Vacation is the best Christmas movie in all caps. She's not wrong. Wow. Okay. Uh, Clutch Connect says or Scrooge with Bill Murray, which is another fantastic choice. But of course, I have to wrap it up. I I love talking with you guys. Let's hit up the Discord. We'll keep chatting about the best Christmas movies. Uh, In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys again for joining us on behalf of leah jesse and myself we always appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you were right about where plays players were going to go in free agency